For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow, then it's done for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, for the for the record, for the record, for the record, for the record. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Clinks Moments of Redemption. Dean Dingo Morrison is a former professional big wave surfer whose trouble with alcohol almost ruined his life. In this moment, we hear about his love for surfing and how his self-sabotage led him to taking on some of the biggest waves in the world. Everyone was really focused, you know, within the event. And then and then when we're when the event was over. You know, if one of the boys won, then we'd catch up and celebrate. Yeah, green light, let's go. Yeah, but at that level, there's not, uh, there's, you know, everyone's pretty focused. Like, it kind of separates. You know, there's, okay. um, I think, maybe earlier, you know, um, in the years before, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. There was, I mean, you know, there were exceptions. Like, we, we all did have fun. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll always tell the truth and. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I won't been a couple of, Been a couple of cookers. Yeah, there was a couple of cookers. <laughs> like, even Hawaii, like, end of mm. year. I mean, like, mm. I, I, I try to sort of give people a bit of a picture in our, our stories of mm. each person that comes on as a guest. And, you know, putting someone's visuals into how it was, you know, like, what a stage. You know, you're surfing basically waves that at any time could kill you. There's yeah. no two ways about it. One of the most dangerous sports, isn't it? Yeah. And and that's what I loved about it, you know, about pushing myself, about, you know, in them situations where you're really uncomfortable and you don't want to be there, but then coming through it and go, well, you know what, I I actually I went past where I thought I could. And that's why that's why I love surfing. You believed you could win events? Uh I I I wouldn't I wouldn't rock up and and you know I uh, I don't know, you know <laughs> I'm not sure I'm glad I was sort of going a really you know I'm yeah I'm I'm looking at Dean's face at the moment and yeah I I can see that that's something that really sort of makes you ponder a bit doesn't it mate Yeah it does and you know because well you know so because you know your ability yeah you win, like you said you're winning heats you're out there you know that you can knock this. Mm. You know, you, you're, you're in there. You're in the top 44. In fact, you're in the top 10 for how many years? Yeah, I, I made the top 10 three times. That's right. Yeah. So y- you have to be able to maintain and surf competitively every time to be able to continue to do that, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, and it's just about being the best competitor you can and always kind of, you know, not asking yourself too many questions because it's not going to work out all the time. Yeah, you know, so you you really have to um, you really have to back yourself, and you're the only one out in the water by yourself. Like, but then you, you got to be able to prepare for the situations you're in as well. How many events did you win? I won one, and the one being at home. Yep, the one. One being of the home. most prestigious events, the start of the year. Yep. In a place that brought so much joy to your life. Yes. And that you would, as a child, if you could. If Dean Morrison, that I was there getting chaired out of the water, that just won the Quicksilver Pro, was there a little boy, Dean Morrison, looking up at him going, you did it? Yeah, it was... You know what I mean? Put it in perspective and... Yeah, I was just able to to surf the way that I wanted to that day. 
Oh, you did. Yeah, and it was, it was great to be able to feel that and and uh, experience it because you know the year before I was just I was so out of sorts. I I didn't surf like I wanted. I was you know I didn't think I was good enough, and you know I, at the end of the year I was I was off tour, and then I got a wild card back on tour, and so I just you know I just went you know what I think I got like thirty. I thought you know what from where you've come from and what's happened and where you are now. 30th in the world is, you know, that's amazing. It is. You know, and I was, I was just, I went, yeah. you know, I kind of, I had a little cry after I fell off. And then I just, you know, I just kind of backed myself and, you know, you're, you're good enough, you'll get back there. And then I, I got a wild card and then I was into the first event of the year. And then I, and then I won it. And then, um, and then there was a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, about being number one in the world. Yeah, about, the pressure was on. That's yeah. it. But I remember Andy calling me and goes, oh, dude, your stats just went up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, you know, and Andy was, you know, he was such a, yeah, I, did, I had such a great friendship with him. God bless him not being here today with us. But, yeah. um, you know, how, how was that for you? He was such a competitor, you know, and I was competing against him. So it was... You know, we'd be on boat trips together and stuff. And he was just doing the most amazing surfing that I've ever seen. And um, But he was raw, man. He was like, you know, it was Andy. And, you know, I look back on their moments and I'm just so grateful. And I laugh at situations, you know. And it's um, just to, you know, just to share moments and then, and then just see the side of him that's so loving and caring. You know, when I, when I went through some stuff in my life, he was just there. He'd come around and just, you know, he'd be there on the doorstep every morning. Dingo, how you doing, mate? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. He goes, you got to use this to your advantage. you got to, you know, at the time I didn't know how yeah. to, you know, use that energy and focus it on something. It was just like I was dwelling. So, um, you know, now when I go through something, I, I can use it to better myself. To Do you still hear, even though Andy has now left us and passed on? Yeah. You still hear those words in in your mind at times when there's certain situations and that him talking to you. Yeah, I you know I just being around him and how he was and and you know he was so honest about his demons yeah. and oh, open. Mate, and bipolar and, and mental health and and drugs and and all that sort of shit was just so shunned upon. Yeah, and no one wanted to know about it. You were just a too hard basket. Yeah, yeah. Andy would have known that that's what you do for a mate. Yeah, yeah. If they're down. And it would have been purely only because in his head, that's how he lived. When I was going through that, I, we connected on such a level that I felt safe. And I was like, you know, he was there for me. And yeah. he was like a brother. So, um, and when you're in them situations, when you feel like ending it, you know, there, when people are like that with you, you really support and, and, and you know, kind of lean on them at them time. Was, when you talk about ending it, what was it like falling off tour, you know, and, and I, quote me if I'm wrong, but I do remember you literally just going into a, a whole heap. Yeah, and you it was... Just, your mental health was, you were quite erratic. Yeah. just always mm. up for a good time. Yeah. Like I remember coming to, uh, you know, your house that you just bought... At, at the back of um, Cooley there, and mate, mm. there was just always parties and people jumping off the roof into the pool, and yeah, it yeah. was dinghies. Yeah, it was yeah. the party house, you know? What? Yeah, and uh, take us through that time. Mate, uh, I just, you know, I just, 
I lost I lost the will. You know, I lost me trying to be myself, be my best. Because had you lost your sponsor at that stage too? Like, was no, they were, they were pretty good. They they hung in there, and you that know, was Oakley at the time, was it? No. So when I fell off tour, I was Vulcan. Vulcan, and, sorry. And they were really good. They were really supportive, and I just wanted to chase good waves. But I was just, you know, I was defeated. I was, you know, the wind being taken out of my sails, so to speak. I was, you know, I was, I was living moment to moment. You think that was more just from the young boy's dream of being the world champion and not hitting that pinnacle and then it's just stopped? Yes. Uh, One of the factors would be for sure. Um, You know, I I think when you get to that age, when you're 29, 30, what I realised was that what I'm doing isn't working, you know. Um, But I didn't... I wasn't at the time. I didn't know what was going on. I, uh, you know, I didn't know the the situation from when I was younger, from the abuse, that I had to deal with it. That so it, it that was, that that hurt and pain was so suppressed. Yes, that you were acting out because of that without even realizing that this is you masking your true pain. Yeah. Um, the yeah. The, well, the I, the journey I went on was. You know, the support I had was partying. You know, that's where I got my... Well, everyone was always around you. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, and it, it just, you know, partying and girls is fucking the road I went Good down. times. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> it's like, a well, win-win, especially when go. you can say, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then you'd mm-hmm. shut that door mm-hmm. and then it's just you. Your mind. Yes. Lack of sleep. Yep. The drugs, the alcohol. Yep. Mm. And it ain't fucking good. No, it's not. And I think that's where, you know, it, it, it went on for 10 years. And uh, it was, you know, there was just, I was trying to fill a gap with whatever it was. You know, whether it was... And you, you did get married, if I can bring that up, in um, that time. You found a partner and... Yeah, I, I, I found a partner. I was on a, you know, I was a back end of an eight-day bender. <laughs> <laughs> that one went real well. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow! But, you know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know, but that's. You know. Oh, I love you. We're gonna spend the rest of our life together. Yeah, we we, we uh, oh. had a kid together, and you know, I'm. It's that was the best day of my life. But yep. you know, that relationship ended. Obviously, <laughs> you know, there wasn't much of a foundation there. <laughs> but you know what? It was. You know, it, that situation gave me the greatest gift, which is my son. So, uh, yeah, so the, you know, the journey was a journey of filling that gap with whatever I could, whether it was someone or something, to put into that. And without getting honest with myself, I was, you know, I was just, I was just out there fucking taking drugs on the piss. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't every day. No, no, but there was enough there to dominate your life. Yeah, and I was always just looking for that. Yeah, for that, that situation next, I was in. Yeah, and you know yeah. I'd go from you know zero to hundred. Yep. Like his worst enemy is his own mind. He thinks way too much about it. Has a few beers and he loves getting nude. I mean, you see him out partying, and he'll blow your mind. Um, you see him out a back door, he'll blow your mind. He gets out there and his blinkers on. The rest of the world just shuts down. It's like he just goes blank to everything else is around him. All he wants is that wave and that feeling of surfing. I mean, surfing definitely saved Dean's life. Well, I've just always been in my own mind, own body, so yeah, whatever it is, you know. And I know how to, I know how to overcome it. Yep. You know, I know that drugs, alcohol, and toxic relationships yes. 
uh, you know, that's really going to, for me, it, it's going to set it off. It'll destroy your life. Yeah. And so it's about getting honest and go, you know what? I got to take responsibility for this shit. I got to be honest with me. Uh, and then doing the AA and NA program for me was taking the steps towards that, being honest with myself. You talked about fear earlier, and we talk about honesty now, and I think it's relevant. Yep. You become this. I, I, for those of you out there, tall, how tall are you, Dean? Uh, five, six with heels on. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, a shorter statured man with balls bigger than fucking anyone I've ever met. Yeah. A heart massive like Farlap. Yeah. You weigh, mate, bugger all, mm. but yet you become this... I can't, I can't process it. Like, I get a hold down, two hold downs, and I'm like that guy that, yeah, I, I shit myself. I can't because of my breathing. I can't relax. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've gone through this period of your life, the high, the low, uh, like you said, 10 years of just having a hell time, but, it, you know, the times weren't always the best. Um, you're not on tour, but you're chasing something bigger and better that most people will never ever fucking understand. Yeah. Uh, big wave surfing. Mm. Well, that was a... Uh, Why? Why? What? <laughs> Where do you find that drive to now get that... Was it more... And I want to ask this because in my head I'm sitting here thinking about a man who's hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give a fuck. Yep. Um, between you and I, and obviously, you know, we're having a very honest chat. Uh, probably suicidal at times. If, yep. Yep. Yeah. And here you are putting your life on the line in the most unbelievable spots in this world surfing waves that I mate they're, f- they're fucking huge mm. how why oh, <laughs> you know what it was just it was it was reckless you know I wasn't um, that, ne- that's where I was heading was yeah. this was this a part of that not give a fuck period yeah, in your was, like oh, I just huge. don't care yeah yeah. I, was, I did not give a fuck you know I, I, I was just sabotaging myself any which way I could uh, you know realising that now you know, um, I remember rocking up to a swell in Tahiti. It was code red swell, and I was just so frantic. Like I was like, "We're I, talking about Chopu, Chopu, Tahiti, the biggest day ever." That's been one of the most absolutely death-defying reefs. Yeah. So me and Kobe are there, and we're we're going we're going through the channel, and we're just and we're just on the ski, and I'm just freaking out, going, "Let's fucking go, let's fucking do it." Fucking. Adrenaline's pumping. Adrenaline's pumping. Thing goes on. I'm on. And you just turn. were you prepared to die there in those waves? Oh, one hundred percent. I was like, "Well, fuck, this is it." I I'm ready to go. Going out the way you want to go. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I was, you know, I was, that fear was coming up, but I was, I was coming, I was coming at it with, with just reckless. Like it was just, it was sabotaging. And, um, you know, Cove just turns around and goes, hey, chill the fuck out. Like it actually clicked him, yeah. made him yeah, concerned. Yeah, you got to chill the fuck out. Because not much phases him. Yeah. He goes, you know, just fucking, you just relax. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, I don't give a fuck. Just get me out of there. And he's like, let's just watch it for a bit. I was like, no, I'm not fucking watching it because I was just too scared. I was just so overwhelmed. That's still to date, I might be wrong, but it's still the biggest swell in the last, yeah, how many years that they've had there? 15 years, 20 years? Yeah, well, it's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, like they they call it Code Red because the police actually come out and stopped everyone from surfing it. Oh, right. Because, Is that why? Yeah, because it was so big. The ocean was so big. That they 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 didn't allow. So you know, it's so the, the duty of care, basically a responsibility of life. Yeah. So the gendarmerie was out there in the lineup, saying no one can serve, and then people went out. 
You can hear more of Dingo's story in season two of The Clink. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stuff for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, for the for the record, for the record, for the record, for the record.